0: Right. On. Radio. Right. On. Radio. Welcome to Saturday Night Sermon, everyone. I'm Biola, and I'm very glad that you could join us. Let's begin with a word prayer. Father, we just want to thank you. We just want to thank you for this time and this moment that we have in you. Most of all, Lord, I thank you that you you have a word for us that is intended, Father, for us to understand your will and your way. Lord Jesus, I ask that you permeate, Lord, this broadcast with your very presence and carry the sound of the words that are to be delivered with your Holy Spirit, a seed deep into our soul, into our spirit, Lord. That the enemy cannot steal it away in Jesus' name. And let the words, God, that are spoken forth as you have directed, Lord, bear forth fruit in our very lives so that we can live and walk in the fullness of your word in transforming to become more like you. Lord, I just ask for the grace of your anointing to be upon the sound of my voice as you hide me behind the cross. I give this time to you, Lord Jesus, and I thank you for your will and your word that goes forth in Jesus' name. Sometime last week, I was just reading, you know, the scriptures and I was reading uh, Psalm 19 and uh, it was... You started out talking about how the universe declares the glory of the Lord, how all the creation uh, sing of His strength, of His uh, work, the demonstration of His power. And as I was reading on, and then in verse seven, it says that um, the law of the Lord is perfect; it restores and it revives the whole person. And the testimony of the Lord is sure; it is made certain. And as I was reading this particular verse, and the Lord reminded me of an encounter that I had with Him. It was during the Feast of Tabernacles last year. Um, I think it's twenty first of September, and um, He gave me a vision. And in this vision, I saw myself in this place. It looks everywhere looks golden, and it's so glorious. And I was looking and in, in this place I I saw that I was like on um walking on a ground that that has like rolling clouds. I was it, it feels like I'm look, walking on rolling clouds but yet I'm walking on solid ground. And as I walked I looked and I began to notice what I was walking upon and it was actually what looks like crystalline, translucent gold. And then I recognized that it was actually in the spirit realm. And as I was walking and I just observing what is before my eyes, looking at the clouds uh, that were rolling on the ground, and then as I was looking and observing, and this realization came upon me that these are actually the myths. And this mist is the... Breath of God itself. And everything about this breath of God is moving. It's alive. It's is, is, um, ongoing. You know, it's not static, but it is very much beaming with life. And, and as I was looking upon this, the understanding came into my heart that just as the rolling mist is leaving and moving, the breathing word of the Spirit of God is alive and is moving in every sense, in every sphere, and every dimension. And then the Lord allows me and lets me understand that in this kingdom age, in this age of the kingdom that we have entered into, God wants His people, the body of Christ, to live our life in the breathing of the living word of God, because this is the beginning of leaving the kingdom of God upon this earth. So as I remember this, this um, vision and then reading upon uh, Psalm 19, and, and I just felt the Lord, you know, I just felt in his heart that he, he has a, a desire to to release this word unto you, to let you know that he wants us to live our lives in the breath of God in this moment, in this time onwards, in the days ahead. You see, before Jesus was the Son of God on earth, he was first the breath of God in the beginning. In John chapter 1, verse 1, in the Amplified, it says it this way, In the beginning, before all time, before time exists, right at the very beginning was the word, Christ. And the word was with God and the word was God himself. In the Passion Translation, it says it this way. In the very beginning, the living expression was already there. And the living expression was with God and yet fully God. So, The Word of God is actually the expression of the Father, the expression of Yahweh Elohim, the Great I Am. It is the expression of the Father's thoughts, His intent and His truth in His heart. And so when we read the Word of God, we are reading His thoughts, we are reading His mind, His will, His intention. You see, the scripture says that God created, his, when, he, when he created, he spoke. He spoke the word. He spoke that breath and it became. So it began with God having the intention and his thought in his, in his heart and his, in his mind. And he wants to create the earth. He wants to create the heavens and the earth. And so when he breathed that word, when he uttered that, when that thought and that intent manifest into words and carried by the Holy Spirit breathed into those words, it became a sound, a force that goes forth, and that creation came into being. So it is a combination of God's thoughts, God's intent, breathed upon, uttered, spoken out. And it became. Isn't it the same way it is with us? We speak what we think. That, w- that which we speak comes from the heart. We speak from the heart. We speak from our intent. As a man spoke, so he is. Because we are made in his image. Therefore, the way we operate as humans is the same way as how God the Father operates in heaven because we are made in His image. Hebrews 1 verse 3 says that the Word of God, He is the sole expression of the glory of God, the, the light being, the outreign of radiance of the divine. He is the perfect imprint and the very image of God's nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. Now, the Passion Translation says it beautifully. It says, the sun is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor, the exact expression of God's true nature, his mirror image. He upholds the universe together and expands it by the power of his spoken Word. Now this is the picture. The universe, the whole of the universe was created for the earth. Everything in the universe holds in the balance so that the earth can sustain in the balance. When God created the universe, his intention was for the earth. When he created the earth, His intention was for you. So all of creation, heaven and earth, was intended for you. And if he is holding the entire universe together in the balance for you, how much more will he hold your life together in the balance through your lifetime here on this earth? This is the mind This is the thought and the intent of the Father, of his heart for you. The breath of God, you know, in the Hebrew root word, the word for spirit is Ruah. And Ruah means breath. It means a wind, a blowing. It's exhaling and inhaling the... (sighs) This is Ruah. This is God's Ruah when he created, he breathed it. And when he created man, he released his Ruah into Adam, the body of Adam, and Adam became a living being. So the breath of God's word is the spoken expression, the spoken thought, the spoken intent of his heart for you. You see, God is a very personal God. Jesus is a very personal word. And so when we read the word of God, we can read it in a very personal way. Because that's what he intended for us. You know, because when he made man, the intention is to have fellowship with man, to be personal with man. And so we can be personal with him when we read his word. We can identify with it in a very personal way. And that is how we, when we read this, is how we come to understand him. And it goes deeper than that. So when, when, when the Lord in that vision, when he said he wants us to live by the breath of God's word, What he means is that he wants us to live by his spoken expression, the spoken expression of his will, his thought, his intent, his truth, and his purpose for you in our lives. And just as Jesus, when he was on earth, he is the full expression of the Father. Likewise, we are the full expression of our Lord Jesus in our time on this earth here. He said in Matthew 4, verse 4, that men shall not live by bread alone. Men shall not live and be helped and be sustained by bread alone, by physical bread, but by every breath, every spoken intent, every spoken thought, will, and purpose that comes forth from the Father's mouth. In, transla- uh, in the uh, Passion Translation, it says, Bread alone will not satisfy, but true life is found in every word, every spoken expression, which constantly goes forth from your Father's mouth. So, living, breathing by the spoken expression of God's thoughts and intent for you. Um besides just reading the text, you know, when we read the word of God, it goes more than just reading the physical printed. We can actually see the word of God. Because the word of God can be, be- you can behold the word of life. You can see when you, re, as you read, you see what you read. You see yourself in what you read. You see your life in what you read. And personalize, personalize it that way. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 to 18. I'm going to read a mixture in the New King James and the Amplified. And um, just to bring out the, the whole essence of it, you know. In verse 16, nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. When one turns to him the way that Moses did, when he turned aside in the backside of the desert, he turned aside and he comes to he came to the Lord. When we turn to the Lord, we turn aside from the things and the struggles and and everything that pulls us into the world. When we turn aside from that. And we turn to the Lord. The veil is taken away. It takes away the shroud of carnal understanding. It takes away the shroud of carnal perception. And to be able to see it in the way that he sees it. Verse 17. Now the spirit of the Lord. Now the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Amplified says in verse 18. And all of us with unveiled faces, we continue to behold, we continue to cast and fix our gaze, to look and hold our gaze upon the living word of God as though we are looking into a mirror. And when we look and continue to behold him, we behold his glory. And as we continue to behold his glory, as we continue to see, we are being Constantly transfigured into his very image. The the word word of, of transfiguration, it means to become changed into what you see. You are changed by what you see. So when we continuously behold the word of life, we become changed into the word of life in our lives. And as we continue to do that, we are changed in an ever increasing splendor from one degree of glory to another. So the more we behold, the more we become transformed, the more we become an image of His glory. Because this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit, who is the Ruah, the breath. He breathes his breath into the living word and it becomes alive. And this very word of life itself is the power that changes and transforms us. First from our spirit in the seat of our soul, it changes the atmosphere, it changes the environment, it changes our mind. So when we go through the scriptures, may we not just read the text, but ask that the Lord, ask the Lord to breathe into those texts. Breathe grammar life. Bring those texts into living. Make it alive and breathe them into you so that you can inhale and exhale the presence of God. And I pray that as you develop this, it grows in you that hunger and that desire, that passion to consume more of His Word. When we behold Him, everything else in the world becomes strangely dim, meaning we are not that much or so affected by all the ongoings in the world. We are not. Tossed to and fro by everything that flies across, flies over our head, and all that. So start living what you read. Start living by them, and then you will see them become a reality in your life. I, I have one of such experience. Um. Now this is a very personal. Uh, thing in my life and but I, I i will only i can only share what relates to this uh this message so there was a time in my life where my whole world crumbled and everything fall fell to the ground to the dust everything i lost everything that i know in my life I lost my sense of hope. I lost my self-esteem. I lost my identity. I lost everything, my, my mind. When all these things are dead, I have nothing else. And and then I had, I had to ask myself, do you want to live or do you want to die? And I had to make a conscious choice. If I want to die, then I just stay by the ground, by the dust, and just sit there. But if I want to live, I have to consume. I have to take in what gives me life, what will give me hope. And for me, it is the word of God. And so I begin to devour and I began to feast. I begin to put in my eyes and in my ears every word of God that brings me hope, that brings me uh, healing, that brings me health, that brings me a forward direction, that brings me comfort because I knew nothing else. And so I began to do that for many months day after day after day, and I will not stop. Because the moment I stop, the helplessness, hopelessness, and depression of of losing everything will come crashing in. And so I had to keep doing it and keeping my eyes in the light. If you want to be in the light, you have to stand where the light shines. And for me, that is the word of God. That is the only light that I know. And I could have. And so there came a day where I had a situation where I experienced extreme pain in the soul. And and when I was in that situation, when it was happening, I was in complete helplessness. I had no strength whatsoever. So I, I couldn't. Encourage myself. I couldn't um, lift up myself, but this this crushing thing that just came upon me—it felt like someone holding holding a blade and stab into your heart again and again and again, nonstop. And in that moment of um, utter distress. And devastation, the Lord poured and opened his grace to me. Right where I was crushed and broken, he opened my eyes and I saw a flash of a vision with my eyes. I saw the Lord Jesus. He poured himself. He came and he covered his body over mine. So I was crouching there and his body covered over me from behind. And the person who that was inflicting the trauma at that time, he was flogging the Lord Jesus on his back. And I saw how the Lord Jesus covered me and he took all those blows for me. And and the scripture of Isaiah chapter 53 became alive. The word of God became a living life. I saw and I beheld the word of life. It says, Surely he has borne our griefs, our sicknesses, our weakness, our distress, and he carried our sorrows and our pain upon himself. And he was wounded for our transgression, he was bruised for our guilt and our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace. Was upon him, and by his stripes that he took for me, I am healed and made whole. So, that flash of vision was literally God's saving grace right at that moment. When you see the word of God with your eyes, you will not be the same. And I was able to come out of that situation with my head held high. When You see, when in that moment of utter devastation, when the Lord opened my eyes and I saw that word, the power of that pain lost its grip. It couldn't bite its teeth down into my heart. It lost its power. And He gave me so much strength for that moment to rise and to walk out of it. So that that was something that the Lord has done and He does continuously as we seek and abide in Him. You see, he, He comes at the very point of need. He is there for you at the very point of your need. And many of you can testify and remember that how God has come through, how God has met you at that point. He is never one second late. He is never one second early. He is right on time. And he has never failed you. I have lived and have become old and have never seen the righteous forsaken. So I I encourage you, when you read the Word of God, personalize it. See yourself in what you read. See your life in what you read. Especially in the future, your life of the future, your tomorrow. See the Word of God in your tomorrow. And then when you realize when you realize god's heart god's thought god's intent for you it will give you such a brilliant light to walk into your tomorrow and for many for those who hold on to the word of god for those who walk holding on to the word of god they always see the fruition the manifestation of the word coming to pass Because God's word doesn't fail. It's never failed. I I hope you are encouraged because this is the gist of what the Lord has put in my heart. He wants you to know. He wants you to start living your life in the breath of his word, in the breath of God. You know, not too long ago, I had a dream, a very short dream. And in this dream, um sometimes it's quite hard to express, you know, but in this dream, it's like I the Lord God took me into the air. You know, you have the air around you, but he took me inside the air. And when he when I went, when he took me inside the air. I saw an array of colors. Array, it's like the spirit of God in many colors, in many um, levels, in many degrees, many dimensions. And and just that sight alone in the dream, in the dream that, that understanding came, that God is everywhere. He is everywhere. He is El Olam. He is in the, in the, I don't have the scientific words to express, but He is in everything. He is in every essence of atmosphere, in every little detail that makes the atmosphere. He is in them. And, and so when we breathe, when we speak the words, We can speak the words of darkness. We can speak words of the pit of hell. We can speak words of the will of the kingdom of darkness. Or we can speak words of the will and the thoughts and the intent of the Father for you. So, may we go through our lives, may we live our lives every day with a purpose and, and a deliberate intention to align ourselves, align our lives by the breathing, living word of God. Because in it is everything of his heart, his mind, his will, his thoughts. He thinks about you all the time. When you, when King David says that, when I go to sleep, when I wake up, your thoughts, are on me. And and if I were to write about what you think about me or how you think about me, the entire world cannot contain. That's how much God thinks of you. And his thoughts manifest through and in his words. So when we pray, even when we pray, we are altering the will, the thought, the intent of the Father. And this is actually how we pray. We pray by the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Spirit, who breathes unto you through our mouth the will and the intent of the Father for the subject and the thing that we pray for. When you pray in alignment with the Father's mind and the Father's will, that, that precision brings about the fruition and the fulfillment of His word. In speed time. Because you are, alignment, you are in alignment with the kingdom of heaven. Our human mind can only process information up to this much. But the spirit has no limit. So it's always better. No, it is best to pray by the spirit of God. So back to Psalm 19 as I was reading. I, I noticed that verse one to six, it sings, it talks about how creation testifies of God's glory. And the way when I read it, you know, the whole in verse 1, it says the heavens, the whole universe declare the glory of the of God. And the firmament, the expanse of heaven shows and proclaims his handiwork. They proclaim his deeds, his work, his strength, and his power. They proclaim his glory. And his glory declares his love for you. Day after day, creation pours forth and gushes out its message. Night after night, it shows forth his wisdom. So when you look into the night sky, when you look into the clouds and the skies, when you look at creation, you may not realize, but the very vibration... And the frequency of creation itself testifies of God's glory. And always know this, the glo- in the glory of God, sings his love for you. You are in his mind from the be- very beginning, from before time exists. You are already there with him, in his heart, in him. And he has not stopped. It's still ongoing. For until. We return to the father's throne. Face to face with him. In heaven. So I pray. I pray. That this. Word that God wants to breathe. Into you. Will restore and revive. Your very soul. For any challenge and difficulty you may experience in your soul, the breath of God can feel His light in you. Verse 7 to 11 of Psalm 19. This second portion talks about the Word of God. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring and reviving the whole person, spirit, soul, and body. It revives your bones. The precepts of the Lord are right and they radiate His light and cause you to rejoice in your heart. Joy is a supernatural thing. It is very spiritual. It is not just an emotion. Emotion fleet; they come and go. But the spirit abides. So even in a time of calamity, the spirit of peace, the spirit of joy, can be engaged when you grasp his radiating light through the words of God that you hear and that you read and that you speak, that you utter. You know, when you speak the word of God, when you speak it with your voice, who is hearing it? Your own ears. So when you speak the word of God, you speak to your spirit, you speak to your soul. And that is why when we praise God, even, even when, when we might be going through something, but when we, we lift our voice to praise, the sound, the sound and the words of praise will lift you up. That's the power. That's the power of the spoken word of God. And so the precepts of the Lord are right. They radiate His light and they cause you to rejoice in your heart. And the commandment of of God, the commandment of the Lord is pure and is bright. The bright revelation light of His Word. That when light shines into you, when it radiates into you, it gives, it reveals. It causes you to see. It causes you to realize. It reveals. And it enlightens your eyes. You know the eyes are the window of our soul? The windows of our spirit. So when it enlightens our eyes, our spirit shines with his radiance. And when our spirit shines and comes forth with his radiance, it impacts the realm of your soul and it impacts your physical body. Because everything about us, spirit, soul, body, comes from the living God in his creation, in his thought, in his intent in His spoken will. The reverent fear of the Lord, the reverent, the holy awe, and the love of God is pure, is clean, and endures forever. Through all, forever. The ordinances, the judgment of the Lord are true and righteous. So they are more to be desired and more than gold, even than much fine gold. They are sweeter also than honey and drippings from the honeycomb. And by them, we are instructed, we are illuminated, we are guided, we are led. And in keeping them is such great reward. So because the first section, verse 1 to 6, Creation testifies of all of God's glory. And then in verse 7 to 11, the second section, it talks about how the breathing word of God can set your life straight, can set your life in order, can set us in his light. Therefore, the third section, verse 12 to 14, you can trust him with the the hidden secret places of your heart and of your soul. Who can who without his revelation light can discern his laps and his errors? God clear me from hidden and unconscious weakness and faults. You can look into my heart, God. You know, when through the course of life, through the experiences and stuff, some people can be, can have sections of their heart locked off. Is there a way of protection? But when we come to learn and realize God's thoughts, his heart and his will and his love for you, it enables us to be able to open that part of that secret place and invite him in so that he can bring about that healing and the restoration. You, you know that experience that I just shared with you about how God opened my eyes to see his, the reality of His word in the time of my utter devastation? I held on and continued with Him and walking in Him and hang, hung on to His promise that, that He is the God of resurrection and life. So in every dead places of my life, God can bring it to life again. And in the span of a period of time, in a couple of years, that very word came to pass. Everything that I had lost in that time, God restored it completely to the full. And it is where I am today. So I am the living proof. That God's word is living and breathing and can become your reality because it has become mine. So let, Lord, let the words of our mouth, let the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, because you. Are my firm, impenetrable rock. You are my redeemer. My redemption is secured in you. Amen. So I release, Lord, I release this word into all those who hear this message, God. I release the presence of the Lord into their atmosphere and into their lives. I release the sound of hope, sound of salvation and redemption. So hold on, Lord, to your truth of who you are, that in the name of Jesus, Lord, truly we can see and behold your word of life. I ask, Father, as you have done for many, do so also for us. That each time when we behold the word of God, when we read of your will, we read your thoughts. Lord, that it generates in our soul and in our heart that great hunger and passion that increases, Lord. Let it increase more and more so that we, Lord, Will devour your your thoughts and your will, your purpose, Father, your truth into our lives. And let us live by them. Let us breathe by them, Lord. And the more that we behold you, the more we become transfigured to become like you. And just as you have expressed the Father while you walk on this earth, Lord, let us express. The fruition, the meaning, the truth of your word is a re- as a reality, Lord. Because all of creation and the world is crying out for the revealing of the sons of God. Who would bring the word and the sound of hope, Lord, in the places of despair. For some old God, are struggling with the ashes in their lives. But Lord, your word has said, God, that you will turn our ashes and make it beauty out of it. You will give us beauty, Lord, for those ashes. Just as you have taken the pain and the grief of my soul and give me strength. And you restored me fully. Lord Jesus, this is the time. This is the time, God. This is the age of the kingdom, Lord, where your truth will become power manifest. That truly, Lord, the bride of Christ will radiate with your glory. As he is so are we in this world. On earth as it already is in the kingdom of heaven. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, I bless your heart. I bless your time with the Lord. And I invite you to come to join us in our sing and pour, which we are conducting Um, at 8 p.m. EST after this uh, Saturday night sermon. It will be conducted on the live stream on Right On Radio, Telegram, the main channel, 8 p.m. Eastern. Come and join us and have a time fellowshipping in the Lord, in His Spirit, and moving and dwelling with Him. In Jesus' name, bless you all with much love. Amen. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on.